This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce, everybody. Oh, baby, we got another we got another big day to recap for you. Wild night in the association. Referees just going crazy all over the place. Scott Foster mania is what is what we're calling it. It is some some fans have more of a reason to be mad at the refs than others. In my opinion, we'll get to that. Um, but the refs definitely played a part in all the action yesterday. But Alex. Before we get to either game. Yes, Joey. Before we get to either game. For the listeners that heard yesterday's episode. Heard me talking about announcers. Heard me talk about Doris Burke and Donovan Mitchell. Also heard me crush Chris Weber and bring up a little something he said against the Utah when they were uh, when the Utah Jazz were playing against the Nuggets. When Mike Conley came back after having a kid. It was the second game back. It was in the second quarter. Mike Conley had just hit a shot. And the play-by-play guy mentioned how Mike Conley was a new dad. And for those of you who heard yesterday, I mentioned that Chris Weber said something pretty strange and funny. And also gross. It's a little combination of everything. Alex said I had to find the sound. Oh, I found the sound. So before we get into anything, we just got to play it. Let you judge for yourself. See if I'm crazy. Maybe it's normal. Maybe it's not. Here it is. As soon as you have a kid, you wipe that baby juice on you and all the shots go down. All right, one more time, just in case you didn't hear what he just said. As soon as you have a kid, you wipe that baby juice on you and all the shots go down. Oh, and, and just... For for anybody who didn't hear it that time, just one more. As soon as you have a kid, you wipe that baby juice on you, and all the shots go down. Okay, I have a theory. Okay, go for it. I think Chris Weber may have had a kid, accidentally gotten like a ton of placenta on himself, and went for fifty the next night in his playing career. It's the only baby juice, baby juice. And I get, I know the sexual possible connotation, but what is he talking about? Sexual connotations? A baby juice? What kind of sex are yeah. you having? What What are you talking about? What? What? <laughs> what do you mean sexual connotations? You, you can't think of any sexual connotations with baby juice? Um, no. And especially the, not the in the fluid, con- the fluid that not, the not fluid that the, leads to the conception of a child. Uh, okay, maybe, but definitely not in the context of what he's talking about. 
He said, once you have a baby. Well, the, the, if we're trying to figure out the context of what he's talking well, about, he, we're going to be here all day. Well, he it said, didn't make any sense. He said, once you have a kid, the baby juice. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but he, he also is talking about rubbing it on his body. So we're, we're you way that, in the weeds Once you here. have a kid, you rub that baby juice on you. And, you, and the shots just I, fall. I and the shots just fall. This podcast is off to about the same start as these games were tonight. Just a complete and utter shit that's, show. That's a professional. So, so maybe it's perfect. Profe- yeah. That is a one he- professional segue right there. Alex uh, just doesn't I, want to I, talk I, about baby juice. I could probably go the whole 40 minutes and talk baby juice, but... It's true. Go ahead. What game, do you want you do to start, what game do you want to start with? You want to get to the games. You don't want to talk baby juice. Start with Miami Milwaukee. I'm flustered. I'm completely flustered. You are flustered. You shouldn't be so flustered. It's not that. I mean, I know that you think baby juice. Because well, now a, I sound like a creep. For, no, now for that you, I know that you think baby juice. I know you was, think baby juice is a sexual thing, but don't be flustered. It's okay. I get where you're okay. coming. I get right. where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. It's all good. Maybe I, I should make like Donovan Mitchell and go clear my head in in. You know uh, you you know what in you, the back. You know what you need to. Uh, Probably, if you if you're gonna perform the rest of this podcast, you probably you wipe that baby juice on you, and all the shots go down. I mean, the right? best one of the best parts is the the play by play guy like laughing his ass off next to him. <laughs> like, all right, let's get let's talk about the game. We'll okay, start. Okay. We'll start. Uh, we'll start with the heat, <laughs> the heat, <laughs> the heat and the Bucks. Um, man, I really. Don't look good in my projections for this series right now. The Heat win game two, 116-114. Um, they're up 2-0 now. And well, let's just start with the refs, okay? Um, everyone's pissed about the refs all night for in the Heat game and in this game uh, mm-hmm. and in the Rockets game. The The end of the Heat game, the refs were bad. It was just the foul on Middleton was not a foul, and then the makeup call to get Jimmy to the line to win a game was probably I don't know if it was a foul, but it just too much influence on the end of a game. That being said, the Bucks were never in that game. I've never like I've never seen a more dominant two point win. The Heat just controlled it again. Like I, I just didn't really feel like there was ever a point where I was concerned that the Bucks were going to win that game. I know that. They took a couple. They 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 took a lead at one point, and but every time the Bucks looked like they could pull away, the Heat came up with something. Yep. Whether it was Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder, Kelly Olynyk, even Derek Jones Jr. coming in for Iguodala and making defensive plays, the Heat just looked like the better team again. Like they controlled pretty much the whole game. I think the number one number that people who missed the game are going to want to know is Jimmy Butler only had 13 points. Um, that's weird. It's just weird. Like he goes for 40. They needed all 40 of those to win game one. He takes eight shots tonight, scores 13. And you know, they spread their scoring he, out so he, well that they, you know just, why that they, doesn't surprise me. Do you know why that 13 doesn't surprise me? Because like Jimmy Butler no, in the much. whole, in, in all of his post game comments, even before the game, he kept on talking about, I hope it's Goron next game. I hope it's Duncan. I hope it's Tyler. And Jimmy Butler strikes me as the type of guy who wants to go out and prove that they can win by him doing it both ways. That's fair. And yeah. also, the Bucks' defense was was really good in this game. Mm-hmm. Like the Bucks had the Bucks 
think about it this way. The Bucks scored 52 points in the paint, and the Heat only scored 32 points in the paint. They were forcing the Heat to take threes all night. More mm-hmm. than half their shots were threes. They're taking a ton of threes. I know they have a good percentage, but they shouldn't be taking that many threes. Jay Crowder certainly shouldn't be taking 12, although he right. had a great, he had a really good game. I and can't the knock heat, that, but to the Heat's credit, they made shots. I mean, yeah. Goran Dragic is like, it's like, a, if, this is like Pat Riley's going to put together a highlight tape of Goran to play for Luka to show him what it looks like to be a Slovenian balling out in a Heat jersey. Interesting. I mean, Goran is, this. it's absurd. I saw a tweet. I think it was Bobby Marks was saying, and I was listening to the radio earlier today. They were talking about it. Um, Goran might get one of the highest single season contracts in NBA history next year because just to keep him around. Yeah. Well, because they're not going to sign him to a long term deal because he's old. But what they'll do is they'll sign him to a gigantic like like thirty million dollar one year deal. And then the next, then they'll like renounce his rights or something for the next year, and they'll get him on a veteran minimum. So it ends up being like a two-year deal, or for like eighteen a year, which is probably what he's worth. Um, That's pretty awesome if they can work that out that way. Yeah. Um, so and I and I saw someone. I think it was Bobby Marks, who's pr- who. That's pretty much what he does. So, but yeah, he's been absurd. Um, the whole playoffs. It, it's just, it's crazy. Um, he led, led the Heat in scoring, twenty three tonight. Um, I, that the the way the scoring is so evenly spread out is what I think has to have Bucks fans a little bit nervous. Like, I, well, yeah. I mean, in my Bucks, mind, after Game yeah. One, it was like, okay, Jimmy Butler is going to have to win this series, and then he doesn't. He takes eight shots, and they still lose. So, like, are, how? What? What is your panic level for the Bucks? Is it a ten? Well. He, Yes, and but there's two things, right? One is, again, I've I've preached this from the beginning of the season. I've said it multiple times on this podcast since we launched about the Bucks. When they lost Malcolm Brogdon and not Malcolm Brogdon and Nikola Mirotic, I was very concerned because I looked at the rest of that roster and I was just like, outside of Giannis and Middleton, who is going to step up? Who are the guys? And and Lopez to an extent, but you can't really count on that. I. Bledsoe was actually good for them last night because part of the reason why they were able to score in the paint as much as they did was because of his penetration. Um, but that's it. I mean, outside th- their role players, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo is not very good yet. I don't know if he ever will be. Connaughton, I I love because he's he's just like an effortlessly athletic white guy, which you don't see that often. Um, and then Corver is old. Wes Matthews is old. I mean, they just don't they don't have the pieces, whereas Miami's role players are I mean, Tyler Hero for a twenty year that dude is smooth for a twenty year old. Yeah. He is smooth. Duncan they Robinson have a lot of young pieces. Dom, Duncan oh. Robinson is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Jake Crowder is playing great. Igadala will keep playing. He'll he'll he may not be a hundred percent the rest of the way, but he'll play. Um I mean, bam. Goron, I mean, even Kendrick Nunn, he averaged 15 a game this year and he barely plays, but they, I mean, he's there. The Bucks just don't have that. That's part of the concern, but my biggest concern is Giannis. He's yep, just here, totally yeah. exposed. He's just totally exposed for what, look, with, th- with 330 left in the fourth quarter, the Bucks were down eight. 
They call the timeout. 3.30 down eight in the NBA is nothing. Teams come back from that all the time. That is nothing. To, I mean, the way teams th- shoot threes. I never felt like they could come back. And that's because I don't have any faith at all that Giannis can score, particularly in crunch time. He has zero catch and shoot. He has, it takes him so long to gather to get into his pull-up jumper. He has nothing, He has his jumper off the dribble is only when they play completely off of him and let him shoot. So all he has when he's the ball handler is that drive, spin move, or just drive to the rim, Euro step if he's in transition. But the Heat, they're ready for that. They, the way they help and collapse into the paint and show so many bodies to him, he can't do anything right now with that. They should have gone to him as the as the 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 roller in the pick and roll right off the bat because that was effective. But how many wing players in the NBA that are elite level, top five, top ten level wing players are like, I don't want the ball in his hands at the end of the game. And to that end, how can you be a top five wing player in the NBA if you if your team can't trust you to have the ball in your hands at the end of the game? It's a huge problem. Huge. And I don't see how they win anything. Like the, I'm not counting them out of this series because both games, they could have won tonight and game one, Jimmy Butler needed 40 to beat them. But, man, the future for him and this team, the way it's built around him, is is solely dependent on him being able to ever develop that. And he just doesn't have it. And he's back-to-back MVP probably. And he's been in the league for a while, so I don't know if he's going to get it. That's that's pretty damning, um, but I, I I can't really disagree. I mean, what I'm wondering here and a little worried about with Giannis is maybe he is a player that is completely dominant in an 82-game season, but when you're in a seven-game series against a good coach, he's the, the team is easy to defend because he's only effective from a small portion of the court. So a coach like Spolstra is like they're able to expose that. And, right. No, it, that's um, a, yeah, I, you're 100% right. So I just, I don't want to say he, like, it's he not has just Spo, to get better. Spo puts the game plan together, but it's the way the roster is built. You have to credit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's a well known fact. Like Riley and his front office, they're just incredible at talent evaluation and putting the right pieces in place. Is this a championship team? I still have reservations about most of the teams in the East because I still don't think Jimmy Butler is the best player on a championship team. Maybe he proves me wrong. Um, but the way they're built defen- they're cha- defensively, they're a championship team for sure. They just have the pieces. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's totally what it is. But, uh, but again, my point is how is he – how can you bank on – this guy taking you to it like if the heat were playing the Clippers, you wouldn't be that concerned because as good as the heat defense is Kawhi's going to get buckets. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to hit a pull-up jumper. He's going to take a LeBron's going to get a bucket somehow. And that's going to open up opportunities. Harden, Steph, Dame. I mean, Nate, you name it. The guys that you go to at the end of games in, in clutch situations, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, like all these guys, Luca. 
even Paul George, who has been terrible, like all these guys, if I said, that's the guy you have to get you a shot at the end of the game, you'd probably take every single player I just named over Giannis. Right, because you don't know where any of those guys are going to take the shot from. Um, well, it's not even not where it's that they have the ability to do that to take a shot from anywhere. Right. Like, well, I'm saying if if Kem, is Kemba Walker, take... Jason Tatum, Jalen, I mean, all, even Jimmy to an extent. And I, you know, my feelings on Jimmy, but like, at least there's a threat of him yeah. pulling up from three and potentially making like Giannis. Ha- there's no threat there. It's very one. Di- it's gotten one. Like you said, it's one dimensional at this point. Exactly. At least, I, mean, I don't think there's anybody great, maybe a great defense like the Heat. Yeah, well, there's no there's no doubt that he's the best player in the open like open floor in the league. Um, he can get to the rim probably better than anybody else in the league. But like that just isn't going to work. Well, I mean, look, in a seven game series, yeah, when you I mean, know what's coming. You listen, know how. Yeah, he's he's an incredible defender, right? Um, he's incredible rebounder. He's a but but. When it comes to like scoring the basketball, what's the difference between him and Russell Westbrook? Um, I mean, Russell Westbrook is slightly, slightly better uh, shooting from outside the paint. That's about yeah. it. I mean, the difference is Giannis is seven foot, and you know when he when he gets in the paint, it's it's a lock. But I just mean in terms of their perimeter ability, they're both absolute killers in transition. They both get into the paint whenever they want. And they both finish a lot at the rim, but can't really do much outside the paint. Yeah, um, Russell Westbrook's hasn't. And you would never want Russ with the ball in his hand at the end of a game, which has been proven in this in their series too. I think. I mean, honestly, I think the only thing for Giannis like that might help is you wipe that baby juice on you, and all the shots <laughs> go down. <laughs> I mean, Holy shit! You told me ahead of time that that was coming, and I, <laughs> I still I, got it. Just me seems like uh, if he wants a it chance, it might be the only thing. If he's gonna, if he's gonna really develop, Chris Webber has the answer for him. I, I think this. I'm not counting the Bucks out, but wow, this is a a pretty amazing turn of events from what I was expecting. I mean, I I picked the Heat to win, or I picked the Bucks four two, so they could win four in a row, and I could still be right. But it doesn't look good for them. I do not think they're winning four in a row. I know I'm going back on everything I said earlier in the series, but um, they've got problems, and the Heat are a lot better than I thought. Well, there's also there's there's so many things that go into it with the Heat. It's just that like better role players, better. I mean, not better defense, but their defense is about as good against this team as we've seen. And they just seem like more of a unit than the Bucks. And I just don't think boot. I think they're better coached. I think Bud has struggled again in the play. Like today, they should have made adjustments earlier, and they just didn't. Um, like they should have gone. They should have taken the ball out of Giannis's hands. Let Middleton or Bledsoe be the primary ball handler more, and have him play in the pick and roll, and just spread the floor, and let him roll to the rim, and try to get him more paint touches that way instead of making him create his own paint touches. Um, this wasn't, ugh, it, just, it doesn't look good. No. 
they they might be eliminated. When when's the MVP announced? He he might they might be eliminated before he gets that yeah, second MVP. Which I'm not I really sure. His way. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Ooh. Well, well, we'll see. They're what Friday. Game yeah, three every two days. Yeah, today's Wednesday or no? Today's Thursday. That's gonna be. But, man, you're gonna have to have some serious conversations. And if they lose like four one, or even four zero. They're gonna have to have some serious conversations about Bud. And again, I've said it a million times. I hate having, I hate talking about guys' careers like that. But this is, and I, and I will also say, again, front office needs to be evaluated for letting Malcolm Brogdon go. In the way the roster is constructed at the moment, they got older, less athletic, less players who can create their own shots. But you can't. They need to. They they have to obviously to to compete in the series. They have to win game three, but just from a tearing this whole franchise down standpoint, they have to win game three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because Yon like the rumors about Giannis wanting to leave, people are going to get fired. Like this is the Heat are good, but it's still going to be a five seed beating a one seed in very convincing fashion. So. If it continues to go this way, yeah. I right. mean, if they lose four zero four one, yeah, Bud's probably the the fall guy. That that organization's gonna be lit on fire in the off season. It's gonna be yeah. crazy. Uh, all right, let's talk Thunder Rockets. Uh, now, this is the game where I'm like, dude, these refs are awful. This is horrible. This is Completely just a shit horrible. show. Like the in the Heat game, I get it. There were some, there were bad calls, and I know that people are like, they hate that Giannis gets calls, but that's just the way this works, right? You can complain all you want about Giannis getting calls. This is the way the NBA works. The league is going to, they're going to give the superstars calls. It's always been the same way. Heat, heat, people that are all up in arms about the heat thing, your team was still pretty dominant in that game, despite what you think happened. Um, But in the Rockets game, it wasn't even like bad calls one way or the other. It was just the refs had, didn't. It, it was just like they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mostly, like, it was a mess. That fourth quarter was a legit mess. That um, that situation with the the rep Scott Foster calls the foul and they called a timeout and then they or, or whoever called the foul and then but the Thunder called a timeout so they gave him a timeout and then during the timeout without even going to the review they decided it was a foul on Harden. Like there were so, well, I there's two situations that you might be describing. There was two. Well, absolutely. there was the one where Hart there was the loose ball, and from across the court, Scott Foster calls a foul on James Harden, saying he pushed Lou Dort. That was yes, that was asinine. That was the one. But then there was the out of bounds play, where they Involved called a Harden. foul on Harden on Chris Paul, but. Thunder called a timeout, but as they're calling a timeout, one of the refs was calling a foul, but they said it was a timeout before the foul, but Chris Paul and Schroeder complained enough that they reversed it without even looking at it. And then it was on the inbounds, and that's when OKC got the free throw. That now people are like, why did Gallinari take that free throw and not Chris Paul, who is a 90% free throw shooter, which I totally agree with. Wouldn't have made a difference because they turned over their out, they turned it over on the out-of-bounds play. It would have still been a one-point game. But the refs, holy crap. Oh, that was bad. It's it was terrible. Especially in a game seven and yeah. especially involving Chris Paul. I, I, I've said on here before, I don't like Chris Paul. 
I'm sure he's a good guy off the court. He's a really good player, but he's just a dick. He's just a dick during the 48 minutes and he intimidates referees. And I, I see them like kind of go for it. You know, they're, they're, I genuinely think he gets calls in his favor because the referees are not necessarily scared, but just intimidated by the guy because he won't stop drawing the entire game. Yeah. And he's constantly trying to deceive them as well. He flops like, like he probably flops worse than James Harden who gets a lot of shit for it. Yeah. But, uh, I, this that fourth quarter left such a bad taste in my mouth. I, I didn't really enjoy this series all the way through, and Game Seven kind of was the epitome of it. It was just a, a shitty, sloppy game that the Rockets uh, deservedly won, but not impressively. Yeah, I mean, well, so uh, I I think I texted this to you during the game. I said, if the Rockets win, I'm gonna just say it. Mike D'Antoni is a defensive genius. Um, they decided two games ago, I think it was, that they were just going to stop guarding Lou Dort in the series. And until tonight, I mean, till tonight, he looked terrible, right? That tonight he comes out and drops 30. But they never wavered. They're just like, all right, fine. We're still not going to guard him. And if he's going to score 30, great. Lou Dort had 30 points in game seven and the Thunder only scored 102 points. You can blame that on the Thunder's average to below average offense, but the Rockets' defense was incredible. I mean, also just effort. But, like, Covington and P.J. Tucker are, for what they're asked to do on the floor, and there were points in the game where they were just totally taking advantage of Covington and pick and rolls, but... What they're asked to do as four and five when they're actually three and a four in the in a regular NBA. The the role that they are asked to play and they do it every night and they're so good at it is incredible. And just the way this team plays defense, it's so it's cool to see. Um, I think it's actually gonna be an inter- it's it's gonna be interesting to see them guard the Lakers in the next round. But um I mean, Lou Dort almost had, I mean, it probably would have been one of the most legendary, at least first round game sevens we'd ever seen if they would have won. Undrafted rookie scores 30 to eliminate the Rockets. Yeah, that would have been incredible. I was, I was like, I'm like, man, this guy's going to be in so many rap songs. He's got a cool <laughs> cool name. Mm-hmm. He locked down James Harden. You know what I mean? Uh, they want to d- see me fall, man. I'm Lou Dort. Those rappers, James Harden. See workshop what I'm that you're gonna you're that, gonna have to workshop would, that I think that would have been it. Be that would have been it. A million. <laughs> might be something there, but it's not ready quite yet. You're gonna have to take that one uh, back to the notebook. Um, they did end up guarding Lou Dort on a crucial play that we have to mention. If anybody missed it, James Harden's block on yeah. him yep. in the final couple minutes. No, not was, a couple minutes. It was the last shot of the game. Was it the final? Yeah. Oh it was, right, it was Jesus. like one. Everything's like blurring together. It was like one yeah. second, or there was like probably four seconds left. They try to throw it off hard. You know it feels like that because so much shit happened in that final four seconds. Right. Um, but yeah, James Harden made an incredible effort play, um, blocked a shot, and then hurtled over the ball that Dort was trying to bounce off of him mm-hmm. going out of bounds, which ended up not mattering because Dort was out of bounds. But uh, yeah, if, if, if Harden doesn't get there, who knows what happens with that shot because he was at that point in time six for 11. 
And could you imagine if Lou Dort goes seven for 12 from three-point range, he gets his 33rd point and beats beats the Rockets in a game seven? I mean, I, I want I wish that's how it played out. Um, but I don't. Um, I no. mean, <laughs> I just I think the the Rockets versus the Lakers is better for the, everything. But I think the Rockets are going to get swept. I, I'm going to. I'm. It's possible. It's very what possible. What the hell are they going? to The Lakers look we terrible, the, though. The I'd Lakers like to get just, into that now. What yeah, the hell are I'm they going to do with but Anthony? Here's Davis? the thing. Can I just mention that the defense was particularly important in this game because Harden and Russ did actively look like they were trying to lose that game. How I was on the, oh, oh, I don't know about the turnovers, but there were 13 of 35 combined from the field, and Russ was just missing layups in the last two minutes. 20 shots. Why is Russell Westbrook taking 20 shots right now? I mean, he's he is their second-best player, so, I mean, he's going to take shots, but it's just like he's missing layups. And Harden, Harden falls apart in the playoffs historically. He has terrible games. But it just it looked bad. So the defense, yes. So, I mean, like they can't play like this. They're against the Lakers. They they're definitely gonna. You hype that baby juice on you, and all the shots go down. They're gonna need it. They're gonna need it. They're gonna need all the baby juice because they're gonna need it like bottled, or maybe in a cream form or something. I, I don't know something. Yeah, it's like Michael's magic stuff or whatever yeah. from Space Jam. I'm sure there's somebody working on that, it already. See, there, that's where the. That's where it comes talking about baby juice and Michael's magic stuff. Now we're getting into that, like con- the weird connotations, but um, yeah, that, okay. So talk about the, what do you think? Lakers series. So I don't see any way the Rockets can get through the series without dusting off Tyson Chandler. Like, what are you going to do with Anthony oh, no, Davis no with way. that small? No way. Seriously. What, what, well, what are you going to do so- if the, if the Lakers pound it to Anthony Davis every possession? Well, the way the Rockets play defense, it the way they switch everything, and it's kind of like, um, well, I mean, it's like what most teams do, like you know, collapsing, you know, shrinking the floor and 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 showing bodies in the paint and whatnot. But the way they switch everything, they're gonna force, and which is what obviously LeBron and, and AD do, but they're gonna force these guys to win taking jumpers. They're not going to let them just dump it into the paint. I mean, it, it's just not going to happen. I mean, as much as I, I, Anthony Davis is incredible, but it's not. I mean, I'm you watch PJ Tucker. It's not like PJ Tucker is just letting him get catches. So they're still going to have to run pick and rolls and get switches and then get isos. So it's going to come down to because I'm still not convinced that the rest of the Lakers players can make shots like consistently they just don't have the pieces so it's going to come down to lebron and ad isoing and ultimately that's going to be enough i think but i do think the rockets defense will give them some issues because you are going to force them because of the way they switch there's not going to be a lot of ball movement it's going to be pick and rolls into isolations and they're going to have to just beat them they probably will they all they will, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as just like um they're going to give it to AD and AD is going to get fifty because if that was the case he would have done that against Portland because it's not like Portland I mean I mean I know Portland, Portland plays bigger yeah they at least just have like, like a six eleven guy on the floor yeah but AD but AD should have he should torch Nurkic and and Whiteside and yeah, he had a he good had a, he had a good he had a series good series, yeah. he had a good series but. 
I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, it could again, be. It could be a sweep. It could be a complete I, blowout, and it could be done. I mean, but um, I do think the Rockets, the the, the where I think is going to really where the Rockets are going to have problems to me is that the Lakers defense is really good like top of the league and the Rockets will not be able to handle them in transition they just won't they're going to make the Rockets miss shots they're going to turn them over and then once they start getting going in transition and getting buckets and the Rockets are having to run back and and start getting tired and they're not able to set their defense the way they normally are, that's when I think the Lakers will take advantage, especially when they start switching everything and they start moving them side to side. In the half court, I just, the Lakers' offense is not great. So I, they're still going to, obviously, they're going to they're gonna do what they do. LeBron and AD will still get their buckets, but I don't think it's just as easy as they're small, so... AD's going to have 50. He might a game or two. He's 80. Okay. So is LeBron. I mean, this is what they do. I'm just interested to see. I I like P.J. Tucker a lot. I think he's fantastic. I just am fascinated to see how this is going to work. I told you it's going to work. That's what they're going to do. Let's see. Yeah, we got to see. I mean, mean, that's what's going to happen. And it's. I know. I'm going to see. Is it going to be. And I think they'll zone. I think they're going to play some. If it was me. First minute of I would come out in a zone. I would just start the game in a zone. Make the Lakers shoot, or make them figure out how to get it into the paint against a zone. I'd play as much zone as I as I felt like I could against the Lakers if I was Houston. Just see how it goes. Yeah, nothing. I mean, at this point, you're playing with house money. You barely made it. You're playing the Lakers. So I'll tell you, I can't wait for Friday because I can't wait to see how this plays out because it's it's really really unique. That's I mean, this is a extremely unique situation I for want today's Ro- NBA. I want the Rockets to win so badly. I, I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't... I will say this. I don't have a, a team. I don't have, like, a vest... Like, an... I'm not, I don't have, like, a rooting interest in any one particular team. But if I was rooting for a team, it would be Houston. Which is tough for me because I'm not a big Russ guy. But I'm such a big Mike D'Antoni and James Harden guy that I would love to see them pull off something insane. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, but Houston's got a better like okay. LeBron and AD are so much better than Hart like as a duo are so much better than Harden and Russ that the Lakers obviously are the better team and they have a great defense. But after LeBron and AD and after Russ and Harden, the Rockets have such a better team. Yeah, they do. I mean, just Robert Covington, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, Eric Gordon, um, Jeff Green's been playing great. I mean, they keep Ben McElmore. He hasn't even been playing that much, but when he plays, great shooter. I mean, they just... The Lakers are throwing... The Lakers have experience, which helps. But, I mean, Danny Green, J.R. Smith, Alex Caruso, Rondo when he's healthy, JaVale McGee... Dwight, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. He's not, he's no, no, no. Kuzma's good. Kuzma's good. Yeah. Kuzma's good. But like, there's nothing about the Lakers' supporting cast that makes you like worried. Just, but it's LeBron and AD. The so. top, two, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You got two of the top five players in the NBA. You are the favorite 
in pretty much every series. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hope the Rockets at least make it interesting. I hope you're wrong and it's not just like a complete dominant series for the Lakers because I want it to be fun. I want to at least see Houston gets compete yeah. on a on some level. But we'll see. Speaking of me being wrong, should we move to the picks? Or? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do <laughs> That's the picks. That's a transition. Yeah, let's do the picks real quick. Um, we were both wrong about the Heat. Pick the Heat? No, I didn't pick the I was wrong. And we we're both wrong about the Rockets. Or the Rockets take... in cover. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So we both went 0 2 last night. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a kick in the nuts for me. So you're 13 and 19. I'm 21 and 11. Shit, man. Raptors somehow are still favorites tonight. Minus one versus the Celtics. Gotta pick the Celtics. Yeah, and like it's just so clear to me that the Celtics are the better team, but I don't think it's going to be a sweep just because, I mean, that's Raptors are a good team. I, I, I'll say the Raptors because, because I, I, I'd say I'm of, just going to say of, of the Eastern Conference series, if there's going to be a sweep, it's going to be this one because the Celtics have been so clearly dominant whereas they're the better team in both games i feel like the bucks had chances to beat the heat even though the heat have been the better team for seven of the eight quarters all right yeah i'm going celtics i can't overthink the celtics are the better team but yeah the celtics are the better team like the bucks have had chances especially last game yeah i mean i I didn't actually get to mention it during the the game but the bucks won the second quarter the third quarter and the fourth quarter they just they lost by nine in the first quarter the bucks are yeah the bucks have been there yeah. And if somehow they can figure out to, how to get Giannis, I mean, I know Giannis had 27, but if they can somehow figure out how to get Giannis going, like really going, they can win some games. Um, I just, the Raptors look overwhelmed right now. So, I, yeah, I'm going Celtics. Uh, Nuggets, Clippers, game one, Clippers, eight and a half. That's tough. I'm going to I'm going to go Clippers minus eight and a half and I'm going to latch on to what I think we established with the Nuggets in that their defense just sucks. Their defense just sucks. Um, and I think that's going to that's going to get exposed in this series early. Yeah, I I don't think you're wrong about the, them getting exposed, but I'm just going to I think I'm going to go Nuggets. OK, eight against, and a half a lot against my better judgment, I think. Jamal Murray, having just played against Mike Conley, has got... You hyped that baby juice on you and all the shots go down. So, Jamal Murray still got some of that baby juice on him from playing against Mike yeah. Conley. So, I'm going to go Nuggets plus eight and a half. But not to win. You're not, you, no. you're not calling it up. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. They might get swept. They probably... I, I feel like they could get swept. Um, they also... I mean, they just they had to have gotten so much taken out of them going seven games and having to come back from three, one, it's going to be tough, but they are getting healthy. Gary Harris was back. I don't know if Will Barton's coming back at any point, but I don't know. I think they're going to get swept, but I think they'll at least have one close game in this game one. And then they probably get worse from there. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see. Um, not as excited about tonight's games as I am about Friday's games, but, Either way, we will see you tomorrow and we will uh, we'll talk about tonight. We'll see how Clippers Nuggets game one goes. See you in the morning. Later. <laughs>